Hey everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics, Top Chef program from the creators of Read It and Weep. I'm Alex, I'm your host, I'm hanging out in Los Angeles with my at-home buddy, Megan. Hello. And joining us today in Northern California, it's Ezra and Sarah, Sarah and Frozen 2. Hello. <laughs> How you guys doing? We're doing good. Yeah, you, um, We're, you said... Uh, Full of frozen. You're so frozen. Um, <laughs> frozen everywhere. Super froze. Also joining us in Brooklyn, New York, it's Chris and Tanya. Hey, hey. Hello. What is, what's the movie you've watched the most since this has happened? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, uh, the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Oh. What a, always a good time. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Also joining us in Los Angeles, but in it, uh, over the mountains so we can't see them, uh, new Sarah and Kyle. Hey now. Hello. <laughs> you guys wow. Sound great. Good, no. mo- good morning. Good morning. Oh, yeah. What have you watched the most <laughs> since since you've been away? We've been watching a lot of things, but um, uh, this week the big one has been Lincoln Ryan, The Hunt for the Bone Collector. We're in a dark spot. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, you have to, fi- wait, you have to find someone you. who finds bones. Like, well, can you just find the bones the, yourself? It seems but like a fact. But the bone collector is not finding bones in a good way. He's finding oh. bones by murdering people. Yes. Yeah. He's, finding yeah. The he's not bones finding the them way. so much as he is collecting them from people who probably wanted to keep them. Who for needed them. Yeah. yeah. That's weird because he could just go to the butcher, right? Yeah, There's I like, know, but he's like really into a specific no, type of bone. Yeah, as Let this me is, tell you right now, they're collectors. before you guys ask. This just, show is very bad, and I do not recommend yes. it. We're, we're at the stage of self-quarantining where uh, we've run out of good things and now have to go to the bad things. That's not true. It's There's just that we can so only much watch good stuff. so many episodes of Twin Peaks in a row is the actual uh, answer here. Oh, that's Wait, so true. Have you finished all of like uh, like Steven Universe? Because that's like, that's like a good happy spot for me. It's not streaming. Yeah, yeah, dude. Go get, get yourself to, to Cartoon Network. And, we and, don't have that. All we're, right, then we're who, a cable free household. Get your parents' login. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. If we could figure that out, that would be an absolute business. But if I asked my parents for a cable login, I think the conversation would be long and fruitless. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of long and fruitless, we have a podcast to do. We are talking this week about season 17, episode 3 of Top Chef. Yeah. We're talking about the Getty episode. Um, so much good stuff going on today. First up, in the Quickfire Challenge, we have a fried rice competition to celebrate Ali Wong and Randall Park's college days. Um, yeah. I think that's it, fun that they were in the same college club together. That is That part is fun. Um, also, that their college club had a fried rice competition is very fun to me. It really yeah. sounded like you said a fried rice competition. Just... <laughs> Just had to point that out. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. I'm sorry. Warning. <laughs> I don't know how to handle that. I don't either. I want to reverse out of this so much, but I've already gone so if far. If only there was a way to edit audio after the fact. <laughs> no. It's not, if only that's that's part of it. No, it's too much work. No one knows how. Shut up, Gina Manzel. This is a, uh, just a great, straightforward quick fire for everybody to dive into. Um, the key to this quick fire, though, you guys, as we all realized um, early on, was just don't make your cubes too big. Nope. That yeah, was it's about texture and relative proportion. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, Jamie kept his spam too big and it was too salty. Nini kept her watermelon too big and it was too wet. Chop yep. those cubes. Chop Kiss those cubes. Bounce small out. cubes. That's the lesson. Yeah, but you, you've had that, right? Where there's like weird fried rice where there's just like an entire broccoli floret at yes. some point, And you're like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. Will you, will you guys so tell me more about cabbage. Randall Park? Because I'm familiar with Ali Wong, but I'm not as familiar with Randall. Wait, so does that mean, yeah, have you like, not seen uh, Always Be My Baby then? I have not, Cause that, no. Because that's, 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 the, that's the rom-com. That they, yeah, they're, they're in a rom-com really together. Good. He's in Fresh Off the Boat. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's, uh, he's, he's so he's a, a comedy guy mostly. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff as a kind of that guy. But truly, do watch Always Be My Maybe. It is so delightful. Yeah, okay, of, that's like, on Netflix. Yeah, fine dining, yeah. Uh, food content. It's it's a it's a low key food movie too. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. Well, that's a solid recommendation. And I, I really highly recommend Fresh Off the Boat. I mean, it's like a silly sitcom, but I actually really love it. Oh, nice! Seen every episode, we and, and, actually, um, and it has has food roots also because that's based on uh, Eddie Wong's uh, uh, life. Bo- life and book. 
loosely. Megan, do we have any time to watch a movie? Um, I think we can maybe make some time. We can squeeze it in. Carve some time out of our busy schedule. All right. Let's try to do it. Um, What else did you guys notice from the uh, fried rice competition? Can you believe Kevin pulled off Wiener's Bourbon Cheetos? Yeah, he got to say Wiener's a bunch, which he was excited about. That's all he wanted. He didn't even want it to be good. Did I have a penis penis based prediction uh, last last episode? Because I know Sarah had boobs and butts. Oh. So, like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my prediction. I don't know. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of we went between boobs and butts with like supple bellies later. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. There was not to spoil anything. There was totally there was with flesh in it. We'll talk about the boob later. But someone <laughs> did plate a boob. I saw it. And I said boob. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. Own collector of you. Yes, there's the boob collector. <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> oh, I hope that sticks. I, I like how not long into that joke you were willing to go. <laughs> he wasn't even finished saying it. You're like, we can't do that. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, we're, we're, we'll get to all of that. Um, I, I was just, so they're, they're, the goal is to make like wackadoodle fr- fried rice, but the two that I thought were the least likely to work were the Cheeto, bourbon Cheetos and the PB&J. Because, like, every time, Megan, when I was talking about this, every time somebody gives you something, it's like, this is PB&J flavored ice cream, donut, yeah. whatever. It just tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. It just tastes, like, it tastes like the sandwich, which is fine. If I wanted a sandwich, I I'd eat the sandwich. Yeah. I bet it didn't <laughs> taste that much that sweet, though, because if you think about, like, Thai food uh, and, like, Cantonese, like, peanuts are, like, a common thing in, like, mm-hmm. savory dishes. So yeah, yeah. So it was like a level of peanut peanut sauce and then like a type of thing and then um, grape juice. And that's yeah. the question is how much how sweet the how sweet was the juice? Yeah. And, and I feel like top? some of the go ahead. Oh, no, just the egg on top, the little hat. Yeah, egg hat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Eric's Eric's doing good work. He didn't. He He's didn't doing such good work. I was just doing... both of those sounded like bad ideas and then they both turned out great. Yeah, yeah, and Karen did a did an Indonesian thing that worked out great. I think texturally, she probably just nailed it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's called nasi goreng. That was our learning moment where they actually put something on the screen to teach us what it meant. Yeah, yeah. and we actually had a lot of that in Malaysia when we were there. It's a Malaysian dish as well as an Indonesian dish. And oh, cool! It's very delicious. Yeah, so nasi mm-hmm. is rice, goreng is fried, so it's oh. well named. Uh-huh. Yeah, is there what? What would you say if there are differences between nasi goreng and and like fried rice as we all know it? Uh, uh, what would they be? It's well, at least the Malay version. I guess I can't speak to any like differences with Indonesian, but in Malaysia, it was just slightly sweeter than hmm. what the oh, like like the fried egg on top being a thing. Like I think like I feel like maybe there's some like peanut bits in it, uh, some like shall like little crispy shallots uh so like maybe like just te- like a uh, little, little like little bits of fried uh like the the fish bits oh. also like this kind of, it's more like just like a different texture yeah you there's like, always going to be fish wait. bits uh yeah I and mean, it's like like yeah i was on board until there were fish bits in this story uh you oh. know you could you i like could, my bits <laughs> what if they were oyster bits alex maybe i don't know for no bits um, I just, I, I think bits and fish is what's the problem. It's like, if you said, like, there was, like, little fried pieces of fish, I might be more into it. It's just fish bits sounds like you're making gravy. Hmm. Oh, well, I wasn't. Okay. okay. So, does that, does that fix it for you? Uh, <laughs> correction, sir. I wasn't. That's fair. Moving on. More like fish flakes. How about that? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny little crispy fishes. Dried up pieces of fish flavor. Yeah, that's Next fun. <laughs> my other you fun, got me. my other favorite thing that I learned from that we learned from the quick fire was that Padma's favorite part of the show is saying utensils down. Oh. Yeah, oh, she I did know. say that. That was so cute. She was uh, Allie and Randall were so excited about all the things, and she was like, "Knives down, utensil or ni- yeah, knives down, utensils out, whatever, utensils down, no, hands up, utensils down, knives." Well, uh, anyway, utensils out. I forgot. Her hands up. Hands, hands up. up. Knives down, hands, hands up. up, I think. Knives down, hands up. That's what I meant. Anyway, she's like, after she said that, she goes, that's my favorite part. Aw. Oh, it was really fun. I do remember that. It's nice yeah. to have a favorite. I, I did also, enjoy. 
Allie and Randall in the ride along and like how stressed out they got when she like Padma asked like an intense question and they're like we're just like trying to be friends yeah we <laughs> thought everything was real good <laughs> oh yeah 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 it's so yeah they were yeah. I thought I thought Allie and Randall Park were great because the celebrity guest judge on Quickfire you have very little time to be fun and personable and you have a lot of work to do and so I I thought they like it's a it's actually a tough challenge for a funny celebrity guest, and I thought they were really they charming and great. Job. And well, Ali Wong was... gave the best look. I think it was right after she talked to Leanne, who was a bit starstruck and excited to see nope. them. W- w- Wasn't it? Was it Leanne or was it Nini? No, it was Nini. It was Le- no, which, which, she, which? well, the look I'm talking about okay. is where Leanne, I'm pretty sure it was Leanne, she was like really over enthusiastic and like kind of running back and forth. And and Allie was like, yay, so nice to meet you too. And then she kind of walked away and looked at the camera like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think because Leanne like sprinted <laughs> off. But the other thing is Randall Park likes uh, Leanne's breakfast restaurant. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. This is our chance to yeah. awkwardly flex. Yeah. Um, if you're ever in the Honolulu area, go oh. to Leanne's Cocoa Head Cafe, a breakfast restaurant that is delightful it's so good (laughs) and so friendly describe a dish please i'm dying to know what uh you know they actually do um some fried rice type stuff where they do like sort of a breakfast rice skillet yeah um it's like a cast iron thing that gets the rice all crispy and the egg is all nice and i don't know yeah Yeah, everything was beautiful and they also i feel like we had like a little breakfast Donuts oh yeah, some kind mm-hmm. of like there was like a little like special baked good that they were like, and today we're bringing you this for no reason. And oh, I love when they do oh, that. Yeah. Maybe that was yeah. my heart so if it was, happy. If that was Honolulu, maybe that was uh, Malasadas, the like the Portuguese like Hawaiian uh, donut thing. Could have been. I don't know. It, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that the the Bonnie moment I was thinking of with Nini was like over the glasses that I liked a lot. Yeah, oh, immediately because yeah, yeah. Nini was so so geeked to see her, and then and then they like had a moment with their shared uh, get, what, what wing tips? What are those glasses? Cat eyes? Are they cat eyes? Sort of, think, but, but they're like neither they're, had. Yeah, but they're like they're exaggeratedly large. With the yeah, they're very big. Yeah, and, and they well, both had a I, yeah. Aviators. No, no. no you're <laughs> Name a second glasses style as bifocals. Okay, yeah, that's what they were. They shared a, a Na- great look. Nay Pierce. <laughs> well, they all had a moment where I. This might be presuming too much, but I mean, Ali Wong. Mentioned that she's Vietnamese and so is Nini, so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if Ali Wong is a fan of the show, she knows like what Nini cooks and yes. the sort of like flavors she's repping to. For sure. Definitely. Yeah, this was an interesting episode with people knowing, like, with judges being familiar with the chefs, because there was also that moment in the in the um, cooking for the elimination challenge where the judge knew Malarkey because they'd hosted a show together. Right. Oh, I know they did yeah. so much bro grabbing. Yeah. Um, that's with Ludo. Yeah, they were just, he was just like, like, because I assume if you're a guest judge, you don't get told who's on the show. So this must be a fun one if you're a fan of the show to get to do, all of a sudden you're on a Masters episode and you know everybody. Or if you're a judge, you come in and you're like, oh, this is my peer. Yeah. 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 And he told him he was brave. Which I like. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure if that, that if he sweet. meant that or if he was like, "What's wrong with you?" Well, I think it's Same Top thing. Chef is a lot yeah, of you know running around and and you know you're in the trenches in a lot yeah. of ways that some of these executive chefs just graduated from in their careers. Like Kevin had had a guy for that for a lot of the. Uh, oh yeah, he said I have people for that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. PFTS, I think it's just like, I remember. Oh, you're brave to. Uh, you're brave to be back in the trenches like this on television. Well, that was just a, it was that there was an interesting theme with that, and then also with Karen's um, quote, where Karen said like she just like it, she really. Oh, let's see, let me. I actually wrote it down. Last time I was on Top Chef, I got kicked in the face all the time. I thought I was a piece of shit. It ruined me for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really Karen's, Karen's morale is something I'd like to keep an eye on in this coming mm. way. <laughs> I, I'm feeling anxious about how she's doing. Uh, like she's she's we- it, like in terms of her cooking, I feel like she's still weathering things medium okay. But like I, I don't know, she just she's had yeah. a few different offhand comments, especially in this episode where I was like, I don't feel like she's getting the support she needs. She and Leanne and Stephanie, I think, are all. Like, I mean, I yeah. I, I definitely felt like her early right. time on the show, I was like annoyed by Karen, and now I feel guilty for that because she like is <laughs> she, well. That's but right. like, feel bad. <laughs> okay, you got me. I'm doing it. 
Good. <laughs> stay there. More rats. Stay, how more long? Rats. How long do I have to stay here? I don't know. I haven't thought takes. this out. Yeah. I think, I think it's hard, though, because some of it, I think, can be the edit. Like, yeah, I totally. feel like depending on your mix of people, like if you have somebody who's less smiles times or like cutesy reaction shots, like if anybody says anything, you know, with a little bit more texture, like that can end up getting turned into a real like, I don't know. Like that's their thing. They're kind of shitty. Like, yeah. Also, you can have some. Like, true. You can do bad dishes on. I mean, like she has a. Um, she has a Michelin star. Not a Michelin star. Yeah. She has a James Beard James award. James Beard. Yeah. So like you can you can do not super well at the very fast cooking challenges and then go back and when you have time and patience do incredible work and so it's. It's it's an it's frustrating because some people have like 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 Leanne I think is great she's just not done well yet this season, she's had yeah. some tough times already and it seems from the preview like she might have like that that streak might continue next week, but is obviously really incredible so it's um, I don't know I I think you could I can I think I think it's okay to still be annoyed by people's being mean to people on the show, but cooking bad a bunch of times in a row doesn't in this doesn't mean much. That's that's fair. Uh, if I could take us off track for a quick second, um, mm. instead of James Beard runner up, <laughs> instead of James Beard runner up, why isn't it just other James facial hairs? Right. So it's oh, like yeah, sure. you're like you're, you get a James right, mustache. Like yeah, yeah. James goatee, like James soul patch. Like that's if you it's do like, real bad, have, you get a James happy trail. Yeah, because we have. Well, that's still good. That's still worth mentioning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's better. I don't have any of James's hair. Beard, honestly, that would make this so doable. <laughs> You like a beard? Beard's the best, right? I, I, I'm I'm beard forward. Sorry, who was that directed towards? That was at Tanya because Tanya seemed upset by this. But Tanya's pro beard. Whenever I hear her talk about them, when I, <laughs> I didn't realize that you had to like go on record as being. You, you, pro you got the beard edit, beard. Tanya. Now we all know that you are pro beard. I like, feel like sure. I'm beard That's skeptical, good. and and you are pro beard. I'm no, I I'm I'm supportive of people's choices in <laughs> facial hair. Like there. are... There that are doesn't sound very pro beard. When, yeah, that sounds you know, it's, it's a real, it's a case by case basis situation. But again, just to to make my actual point, if only his last name weren't Beard, and this were about his facial hair, this whole thing would make sense. Wait, I always assumed he had a beard. Does he? He does not. Uh, if you look at a James Beard Award at like a restaurant, it, I, yeah. I think I'm fairly certain he's a clean shaven Dwight Eisenhower looking dude. I yeah. see a mustache. Yeah, I definitely I see, see a mustache, mustache in a lot of these photos, and but some, not. And some oh yeah, the, yeah, it's it's a subtle it's subtle on the on the carving, but definitely he's a, a mustache guy. It's also, it could be a different James we're talking about. It's just James's beard. It's just a James beard. It's not the James beard. It's oh lowercase beard. I won a James beard. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to wear it, whoever you want. Yeah. It's not that <laughs> James beard. And, um, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, we got to move on. Um, To go back to what we were talking about with Karen, just very briefly, I do want to just point out for the record that I do think that there are some more, like, heavy, like, issues in terms of, like, you know, like, sexism in the kitchen and, like, representation and the way that, like, women's reactions to things get coded in professional settings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And I don't necessarily feel like incredibly equipped to like have a great take on any of that but i do think that that's probably going on here as well and like the discussion that the women were having because there are already not that many female competitors left um Mm -hmm. and it is in the field right well i mean and that is also you know representative of in the field and it's not to say that we don't see like the male competitors like have like wobbles with their self-confidence but like there is there is just like a you know there there is that atmosphere that i think can kind of drag people down over over weeks and weeks and I think we're seeing some of that already. And they did a good job of having that conversation and I and I thought it was really cool that they showed that conversation even though they cut it short when Nini farted and everybody laughed. <laughs> well that what was that scene? We we're a little bit confused. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, was it a like really we need to support each other. Wait farts. I didn't think it was a body sound. I thought it was a chair sound and then she expertly broke the tension. Yes. That was my yeah, read yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. It did not sound fart like. It was more just that like, the, it was more the editing choice then. It was like they yes. were trying to have this it seemed good, deep conversation, but then they just kind of destroyed it at the end. I mean, when sometimes sometimes you don't know how to get out of that scene, and I guess that's 
maybe maybe most scenes have had that actually that 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 fart exit line in the whole like you know throughout the whole season we just you know they cut before then for all the other ones maybe I, a producer thought that the show wasn't going very well and they like blasted a horn i was just room. gonna say that maybe there's a producer with like a fart sound keychain who's like anytime we need to get if it gets too heavy i know how to get out of it yeah. <laughs> that's well, like know, what they, they do they fired whoopee cushion brian last season so somebody <laughs> had to take his place that's the the magical elves trick. Like on Love Island, if they don't talk about relationships on the island, they get on a PA and yell at them. <laughs> so this is like the magical elves saying, as if like they're talking about serious stuff. They do a fart sound. They got effect. a fart PA. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, yeah that that was a, I mean I think those are some interesting threads to have here, especially with All Stars because they have done this multiple times now they've had this they've like they've dealt with not just the experience of being on the show but also the experience of like watching how the world reacts to them on the show and then choosing again to put themselves into that situation when you got to remember karen was a guest judge a season or two ago oh yeah it's like what judging a quick fire so yeah, she's, she's in the family as one of the. She's positioned as one of like the memorable people. But I'll be frank, like when she came back, I did not remember her from her season, which I believe was a Cal- the like last California season. It was California, which is only like a couple years ago. <laughs> oh my god, our brains! Uh, I guess it was four <laughs> it's years like ago. When I hallucinated now. watching all of the Charleston season, I think what this is teaching me is that I can't tell. Any seasons of reality shows apart, even ones that I watch all of and love. No, that's that's yeah, fine. Like that. if 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 we like learned that the human brain was set up to only memorize a certain number of reality show contestants, that would be fine. Oh my god, I burned mine on The Bachelor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wait, Sarah just learned a thing about about memory. Take more naps, y'all. That's how that's how babies do it. That's how you remember things. Oh, oh no! Sleeping so moves time... your memories from like a temporary spot in your brain to a permanent. Spot. So anytime I see a baby napping, I would be like, "Oh, you're storing stuff up for later." Possibly about the bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> you're holding oh, no, in bachelor. Don't let a, no keep your babies away from the bachelor. <laughs> Do not All right, um, or just don't let them sleep after they've watched it. Yeah, exactly. Let it stick around. All right, so um, the elimination challenge today: the cooks. Uh, the chefs have to go uh, cook a dish inspired by the art hanging in the good place. The Getty Center. <laughs> the Getty Center. Do you guys remember that? Anyway. Yeah. Um, if the uh, last season of the, the Good Place, when they visit the Good Place, it's just the Getty Center. They just walk around the Getty. It's great. Shot. I don't yep. think I realized that. That's really funny. Yeah, it's just a lot of beautiful white rounded bricks. And it, yeah, it's just the Getty. Um, and it, like they didn't, do, they didn't do a lot of CG. It was just like, this is the Getty, and that's the Getty fountain, and they're walking around the garden. It's really great. Um, well, they don't try to disguise the fact that the neighborhood is the universal backlot either. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> to, to really know that, that it's just Los Angeles. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, so anyway, they, so they go to, yeah, they go to the Getty Center and they're assigned a different art period, including Baroque, Rococo, Renaissance, and the ever popular neoclassicism. Um, and uh, first, we actually let's let's talk about immunity because immunity was an interesting topic that came up early on. Where, um, and I'm sorry, I, I, I pushed back when you thought Jamie was foreshadowing, and then you were 100 percent right. It was heavy foreshadowing. <laughs> Um, so Jamie was talking about how if he got immunity, he was not going to give it up today. But um, Kevin got immunity for his for his wackadoodle wieners. Um, but then there was some discussion of how the, the uh, immunity actually affected everybody. And so I guess I wanted to start by suggesting I don't think Karen's math was right. No, I, it was not. This is what. OK, so the, actually this made me kind of irritated mm-hmm. because it was a, a group challenge and they they made the point Padma made the point of telling Kevin that if he didn't have immunity he would have been the bottom dish from their team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like he chose which team to be on so right that yeah the part that didn't shake out right because Karen's like if I go home because Kevin has immunity I'm gonna be mad and of course she has the right to feel that way but I don't think that would have necessarily meant that she wouldn't have been on the bottom still. if he'd picked a different team she would have been on the bottom of that team yeah. yes yes it- and if so it for her to have gone home because of him that would have to mean that they were on different teams he was on the bottom and they let him stay on the bottom even if they weren't eliminating him which they didn't do and she would still have to have the second worst dish out of 13 
Right. So, I mean, and just the way the math works, right? There are, there are 13 contestants, like four groups of three, plus Kevin gets to be a wild card. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's right that having Kevin on in her group means there's a decreased probability of her coming out on top. Yeah. Yes. But the chance of having the worst dish among all 13, you know, is the same. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything for the bottom. It does matter for the top, which is annoying that someone that he joins your group. And actually, it was interesting that no one seemed to care much about what art period they were assigned, but they were all very concerned about who was in their group because yeah. having yeah. somebody amazing takes away that top spot. You're not competing with art. You're competing with chefs. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be really oh, awful on, if at the on, end they were up. like, actually, a- you've lost. Rococo yeah. wins today. <laughs> Rembrandt did better than you. <laughs> yeah, there were there were some dishes where they like this was not a great representation of the period, right. but it tasted good. Yeah, and Padma really said that they forgot the that. art of cooking well, oh, which is a pretty sick, sick burn. burn. Yeah. I, like, so I actually had some big like problems at the conceptual level with this challenge. Okay, okay. tell me more. It really, really bothered me because on on paper, copyright Love Island. It seems like uh, this is a, one of those great challenges where they give you a thing to be inspired by, and then you're able to cook whatever you want. But in practice, it seems like they actually were playing really fast and loose with how much they wanted you to adhere to the historical tenets of that style of painting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't totally. even all the arts from that period. It seemed like they heavily stressed painting. Because the neoclassicism, I was like, oh, they might get some other interesting media in here. No, no. They just took them to the painting room. Yeah. yeah period. Limited by the art limited. supply available. Coco, they had some furniture since that was... Yeah. And that also, it just, it seemed really odd then when they're like, this, it's such a gross misinterpretation of neoclassicism to say it was about simplicity. And I was like, well, Gail, what do you want? Like, <laughs> it's a halibut. What do you show, want? Right? Like, they have to, <laughs> they have to interpret... It, they yeah. have to interpret this picture of a woman in a Puritan bonnet into a plate of fish, and like, <laughs> it just—it seemed like a step too far. And normally, I love these really like woo-woo, like squishy things to get their creative minds going. But this—it just really bothered me how much they seemed them to want to like understand art history. And they also picked four periods that were just back to back in time that I didn't think were particularly different enough to the layperson. To, I agree. Like, inspire. Yeah cool stuff that's yeah. my rant well, I, did, it's like excellent judging yeah no i completely agree and when they were judging it felt like there was some sort of cheat sheet that we should have had yeah when they referencing things where i was like oh that was the aspect of this era that you wanted us to know about interesting like right. it didn't seem to it didn't seem to have been communicated to the contestants. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. It was like, well, look at these paintings, then obviously you'll understand the Renaissance so we can yeah, all they like, had those, move on. They had nice people there, but I felt like we didn't see all the talks that the nice people gave in the yeah. Getty. And then it, I didn't even see, I'm sure they had some type of reference sheet or something that was like, Rococo, lots of leaves. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, it did seem like it changed a lot. And I, again, I can't get over Gail coming out so hard knowing about neoclassicism. That was yeah. shocking. Megan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me. Oh, um, yeah. It's like they had to take a short course in whatever era and then they had to write their final paper in food. <laughs> and they, they were being graded on that. Yeah. It's, it's a tough way to do it. Uh, I think, you know, any challenge that Melissa can just kick butt, I'm, I'm into, man. She, totally. I love how she works. Yeah, I was I'm very excited to see her do well. Also, I thought Greg actually did the most um, I don't care about this challenge version of it, where he's in oh, the yeah. talk. The second sentence is, also, they were influenced by the Far East. And he goes, tuned out. I'm done. I cook <laughs> Asian-inspired food. So you got me with Far East. I'm just going to do my miso glazed, like whatever I was going to do anyway. Um, I yeah. thought that. And that that was like it seemed like he did not care to present a lot of the Rococo period. He's like, I was inspired by the Far East also. Yeah, Gregory, you made an amazing plate of mac and cheese, but is it Rococo? <laughs> <laughs> I think I mac know. and cheese is Rococo. Um, <laughs> I, I, it is interesting with, like, I, I, I guess we didn't see anybody who was like, where they were like, man, this is incredibly delicious and doesn't seem at all like the period. But it no, did... Cause, well, because uh, with, with 13 Chefs, I think you have other problems. Yes, exactly. There's enough people who are going to have cooking problems. Um, I was surprised that they picked uh, Robovoltaggio because they kind of gave him that feedback of like, he just looked at colors and didn't make anything about the right. art, but he was Which still the was number also one kind dish. Of rude. <laughs> yeah, like art is color. 
yeah, paint, it's color and shape. That's the whole, that's most of it. And, um, also, I did just a side note about Robo Votaggio. I did enjoy what he ran, he executed program relatablewifestory.exe. <laughs> His wife is lovely. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, it's probably going to be mad at him if he doesn't uh, do the right colors. <laughs> I think it's just his manner of speaking. I bet he's a fun guy. I like I him know. a lot. I just, but I also enjoy thinking that he is a robot Westworlding everybody on the show. So I could, they can be both. Wait, so he's running DOS or, or what, what, what are you thinking for him? I'm definitely Windows. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's an early, you know, it's probably a, it's probably like Windows NT or something that they put into like a bunch of robots and then, and then haven't updated it in a while. Oh, so wait, so he's kind of, you're saying there's like, there's better versions of him out there. Like, like, no, I'm saying that if you upgraded him, it would take a while. Mm, that's probably not worth it. Do not unplug him while you're running that program. Um, <laughs> no, we fried, we fried uh, Brian Moltaju. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, the thing about the neoclassicism was so interesting because neoclassicism, in, in painting at least, as far as I understand from the show, is a reaction to fun and the decision by painters to stop use, making their paintings look interesting. And all four of them really nailed that. And then the chefs were mad. They were, or the, the judges were mad. They were like, they did this thing. Like they, they, they all were really stark and clean lines and boring. Um, and so it felt like they were also like, not only are they like cribbing off this one sheet on ha- on what art periods meant, and they wanted you to adhere to them, then they also held it against you if you did a good job and your art period was boring. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a rough set of criteria for them. I I don't love. I, I feel like the, of these like like more like squishy inspired ones. I think there's only one I've ever actually liked, which was like the um, the Charlie Theron like evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cool. best one. Snow White and the Huntsman tie-in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. that was so yes. clunky. Wow. Yeah, it was a clunky tie-in. No, but they but made the evil stuff. It was great. Yeah. As far as SpawnCon goes, that was a great were success. Successful. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think that you know it, it's interesting because. Tom, I think, was was quoted in this one, or there's a little bit where he was like, "Oh, I always love these art challenges because the chefs get to do like such creative and fun things." And well, let's talk about some of the things that seemed like they were doing creative and fun things, whether or not they were successful. Yeah. I yeah. really liked the idea of Malarkey's Halo of Halibut. I thought yes. that was a, a great. Just he was like, "All these paintings, a lot of ha- a lot of halos. I can make a round sauce, and yeah. I enjoy that. And I don't think it quite lived up to that, but I liked that of idea." Not. Leanne was making a, like a duck Virgin Mary and a duck egg Jesus, and I like that idea a lot. Well, that's enter the boob. Oh yes, yeah. is that? Oh, that was <laughs> that's the boob. Uh, because she said she, she was inspired by one of the many paintings that depicts uh, the Virgin Mary breastfeeding baby Jesus. So she was like, "Great, I'll do a mother and child thing." But she definitely had something on her plate that looked like a boob. Yeah, she had like a sauce boob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps the celery root puree. Maybe, there were so many things on that dish. Yeah, she had like, way too much. Rococo, go- Leanne. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, really running around for that. I also enjoyed um, Stephanie uh, Seymour's tortellini full of human flesh. That was, was her fu- idea. It was a, fu- a fleshy, a fleshy uh, tortellini. Supple-bellied pasta. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, she was stuffing it with mortadella, and she's like, it's going to be like flesh, but I'm not telling them that. And that was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, I think that uh, I, I enjoyed um, Lisa's Jewish-Mexican fusion because I uh-huh. felt like uh, Katsuji would enjoy it. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the Kahita Kosher uh, restaurant, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, um, down at the bottom, uh, not related to his immunity at all, but had he had it, it would have been useful. Jamie is eliminated for making chicken sans jus. Well, overcooked chicken breast. Yes. Which is, you know, basically napkins. And then... You know. <laughs> and you forgot to have wet napkins. And like, yeah, forgot dry to, napkins, forgot to wet that's it up. That's a problem. Yeah, it's a dry napkin. <laughs> I do love when the chef's like, well, this seems like it would be better with a jus. And he's like, I made a great jus. It's just sitting back there on the counter. I, yeah. You know what I want? I want one time uh, a season, uh, a chef could just say like, oh, I did that. I just wasn't here. And they just, they get a pass. They're like, well, if you did it, all right, cool. And then they're, they're safe. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, yeah it sounds just, delicious. Yeah. yeah, just just one time each season that there's like you know I'm, I'm gonna trust you, and then you can just argue the point, and you just win, and the 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 criticism goes away, and then uh, you're safe for for another one. I mean, arguably they do do that because usually that's not a fatal flaw if there's someone else who did something worse, like yeah. overcook or undercook. Wait, something. if he hadn't ruined the chicken, 
Yeah, he would have been fine. Probably. Yeah, I want. I want to see it in the edit where it's like, like, like everyone just like is really swayed over by his, 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 his what he says. And it's like oh, I'm just gonna imagine that you taste you. You played it right. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a taste imagination. So and- they can't taste it. But if he just came out with like a big old cup of jus and he just <laughs> drank it in front of them and was like, man, this is really good. And they were like, no, oh, looks like it. That's yeah, good. the very next group. Yes. Two of the three dishes had like a little side sauce that mm-hmm. was poured table side. He could have just done the jus table side. We had the same conversation. I my so this is gonna be up to Meredith, keeper of the memories, but I believe there was a quick fire several years ago where they discussed this a little bit, and I can't remember exactly the details, but my understanding is there's like in the list of other chefy rules, there's like a point in time by which you have to announce you're doing a table side presentation. So you can't just not finish and then go table side a thing. There is some other in the technicalities that we don't see, there's something about deciding whether you're bringing something table side or not. And, um, yeah. and I, I, I remember them discussing it and I can't remember where, but I feel like this has been on the show before. I mean, cause otherwise you could just bring like a big lighter out with you and be like, I'm yeah. just going to cook your duck table side. <laughs> I, I, I have the kind of an idea going off this. So you know how, like, I feel like, for the magicians, when they have like the like little flame things, they have these little like kind of, uh, hidden like packs of fluid in their sleeves, right? Um, so, Alex, so that's not how that works, but I like it. Well, let's just imagine it is. Uh-huh. Um, could you just do it with Jew like all the time, where it's just like there's always just kind of like oh, sure. the sleeve, you and, like you just you, have, you just you do it before they can stop you. Yeah. Sort of like how oh. Spider-Man shoots webs. The chef could shoot <laughs> yes. chicken Jew or yeah. horrible. Oh, if the chef just had a a, ro- a flower on their lapel and they were like, smell this flower. <laughs> And it was you. Also, just like body temperature you coming yeah. at you. I was oh. bitten by a radioactive chicken. I don't know if this sounds like Chef Spider-Man or the sequel to Joker. Oh, good. Um, so, uh, this is a great idea. I think usually, as a lot of those magicians where they just make a big puff of fire, is they use um, flash cotton, which is just a very thin cotton soaked in a lighter fluid of some kind. So that you light it, and it just it, it goes up in flames really quick and it burns the cotton completely. And I know that because when I was like 14, I ordered some on the internet and they just sent it to me. Oh, jeez. Wow. So I just had flash cotton, which is super illegal to transport now. I don't know if it was at the time, but I just, and I had a, I, they, and I, I bought a little like battery sparker that you put in your palm. And so I would just in the garage, make some magical puffs of fire until I ran out of flash cotton. And <laughs> I should not have been allowed to do that. It was the I early days was of the magic. internet. It was super early, absolutely. They, did, they didn't realize that could happen. Yeah, rental supervision was lax. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's the elimination challenge. Jamie goes home after uh, Melissa wins. So we didn't. We mentioned it briefly, but um, uh, yeah. Melissa with the good. My girl. A very strong group. Also, they're like the Rococos. Like really did crush it. On the yeah, world. absolutely. So, yeah. Tops of the tops. And um, yeah, she she t- she edged out Greg and Stephanie, who had slightly undercooked her pasta, but otherwise would have been really really good, and the, had the insanely good sauce. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Ludo mentioned that Melissa's dish could have a Michelin star. Yeah, yeah that, that was oh, no, that was so solid. It was well, or a James Mutton Chop. <laughs> <laughs> Two other really important things I should notice note about that. One thing that was interesting was that Malarkey, who was on the top for his halibut halo did say during the walkabout that he was making a dish inspired by his time working for Ludo. So yeah. it's this is the thing that's happened a few times now where somebody's making a dish inspired by the ju- by the person who is judging them that day. Um, other not a bad idea. They yeah. are judging you. Yeah, you know? if they like it, yeah. Um, the other thing I think it's worth mentioning is uh, Gail was very upset that she received a wafy grape. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, she wanted a plump uh, voluptuous grape, especially if it's the cocoa. I feel like we just learned a lot more about uh, Gail. Like, I feel like we should have like the 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 um, maybe like the handbook of guide, guide to Gail of like all the things of the last seasons that we should have learned because I feel the, like there's some stuff in there that like uh, is maybe more surprising. Yeah, like like of preferences. Maybe there's like a the surprising upgrade, preferences of Gail. Yeah, well, so when we upgrade uh, 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 Robotologio's like uh, like firmware, His BIOS, can, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we can put that uh, like you know that that Gale uh, info in there. Uh, oh, that's then, not fair. Well, we, you're we, not we, allowed we to bring recipe in. books. Is Brian allowed to bring programs that help him cook? <sighs> it 
It's not fair. I think that's similar to bringing cookbooks on the show, which is not exactly. Allowed. Yeah, you can't allow that. All right, so that's the elimination challenge. Um, before we go on to Last Chance Kitchen, we're going to check in with. It's time for Megan's Mailbag. You can get in touch with Megan by sending her email, mailbag at packyourmics.com. You can also get in touch with her Facebook and Twitter. Megan, what's in your bag? Um, uh, we've got a, a message from Jane this week. Hi, Jane. Uh, thanks, yeah. Jane. Uh, Jane writes, have to say, I did not realize my Melissa feels until I saw this episode. Yeah. Hearing her talk about being proud to be Chinese and making Chinese food was really touching, especially in current times when Chinese restaurants were the first to be affected by COVID due to ignorance. Yeah. And then forced dining room closures. I think I've always wanted her to take it, but I was too scared to speak it to, into the world lest my heart be broken. <laughs> she's my girl. Go yeah, Melissa. she's the best. She's the raddest. Um, Jane also writes, I was also definitely tricked by the magical elves editing with regards to the elimination. Glad to know they're still keeping us sharp after 17 seasons. Mm-hmm. The, uh, when, uh, after the episode aired, there was a, uh, Nini tweeted about how happy she was for Melissa on this episode and just the, and with a, just a great crying proud gif. And I just enjoyed the two of them on Twitter very much. That's awesome. Uh, we have another um, message uh, related to Melissa. Uh, Becca wrote in. Um, she says, I wanted to point out that in the Boston season, there was also a challenge to create a dish inspired by art. Ooh, and that was the challenge yeah. that sent Melissa home. Uh, it was the oh. one where they were in uh, San Miguel de, de Allende. De Allende. Yeah. thank you, uh, yep. for the finale. Uh, which I totally forgotten about. I forgot about that too, but what great... Com- what great redemption yeah i'm surprised the magical elves didn't mention that because yeah, they like a they love arc. a redemption arc or in jamie's case they love reminding him that it's the second time he's blown it with chicken i guess they were too busy with that one too. yeah they were too focused on the bottoms for sure all right finally we uh, have a message from our friend bunbury yeah. um hi bunbury yeah uh, they write, I'm not experiencing too many chefs on my TV this season. No, it's been sort of pleasing and comforting to already know everyone and some of their backstory. More yes. time for cooking, less time building characters and contortionist edits. A hundred percent. That's what I, yeah. my favorite thing about the all-stars season is that normally the first few episodes of the show are overwhelming and now it's not, it's just a delightful pile. Um, uh, they also wrote, has anyone listened to Richard Blaze's new f- podcast, Food Court? No. Have you guys no. heard that? No. Does uh, tell, tell us about it? Well, they're not, a, they're not a big fan. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm already tired zone. just imagining it. I was so. just, just going to say, and I've been a pretty big Blaze supporter on the show in the past. Is it possible to be a little tired and not need more? <laughs> uh, so the conceit of the podcast is interesting and silly. Two guests debate food items or concepts with Blaze as the final judge. Mm. Uh, so like bacon versus sar- sausage or uh. the merits or lack thereof of pineapple on pizza. Okay. Uh, plus Hot one dogs or a sandwich. I'm, I, I'm okay with this concept so far. Should it could be fun. Should we do a crossover episode about aioli? Ooh, <laughs> we should check. We should check. Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll send him an email. We'll be like, can you debate aioli versus no, I hate it. <laughs> Uh, so um, they write, it could be fun and interesting, except the guests seem to be genuinely surprised to be there. <laughs> like someone dragged them down the hall at the last minute and ill-prepared. <laughs> I do like his other podcast, Starving for Attention. I really like that concept. So the concept is you debate a food thing and you didn't know you were on Richard Blaze's podcast. I'm just imagining like every episode starts with like a door opening and someone like falling down like, what the hell? <laughs> Every episode is like, hey, I, I, I was told there was an emergency and I needed to come into the office. What's going on, Richard? You're on my podcast. That's a great, it's a great concept. All right, you've sold me on it. For an email saying not to listen to it, you double sold me on it. Yeah, we're very curious now. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so this will lead into our, our next segment, I think. Um, but our friend Burnbury finishes by saying, Dream Finale 3, Melissa, Eric, and Joe Pasta. <laughs> 
which was your this was your bold prediction right megan was joe pasta goes the whole way yeah yeah Um, so let's talk about how that's going well yeah let's check in with him but thank you so much for sending uh mailbag items thank you megan uh if you have any more uh, mailbag at packyourmics.com as well as facebook and twitter and the contact form packyourmics.com um let's talk about no chance kitchen Mm-hmm. It's back um, in its in its in Tom's purest form, which is taunting you with whatever ingredient has harmed you the most. Joe Pasta versus Jamie in the battle chicken. But first, did you because, see who made an appearance there? Uh, Angelo Katsuji. Oh, oh. oh yeah, there was a clip of Katsuji. Oh, in the clip. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there was All also the Angelo alone in a stool, it. which is our favorite Last Chance Kitchen trope. Is oh yeah, just but he did not one stay sh- on that stool. Nay. He rose. Oh, yeah. Can't keep a good angle down. Also, I like, I I do enjoy, like, taunty Tom. Like, when Tom yeah. is just, like, extremely involved and being like, oh, you don't think you can do it? Oh, what about really? this? Really? You don't think that? you could cook Tom's an amazing clucking. dish in oh, a minute and a half? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, uh, you're right. His clucking was solid. That's why it was on the preview also. Solid, solid taunting cluck. I know. Yeah. We were like, well, Tom obviously has his own chickens, so he has had time to perfect their you know, oh, yeah. native tongue. Yeah. <laughs> it's an immersion. He talks to them every night in their own language. Sarah and I talked deeply about the um uh the strategy behind this. How would you guys play this uh sort of game of chicken uh with the with the counting down the amount of time and the number of um uh, ingredients. Uh, right. So they did sort of like um name that tune style where they had to go back and forth saying a potentially lower number to make the other per and then just I guess make it harder on both of them. Um it was yeah. so dumb. I cannot get over how dumb that was. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. Tell, me, give tell yourself, me more, Sarah's. Just, just give yourself enough time and enough ingredients to make the best dish that you can. And who cares about what the other person is doing? All right, it was so, so stupid. Here's what they should have done. It should have been a thing of... Uh, sorry, Woody has a squeaker. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, what it should have been is if they said, like, well, I can do it in 19 minutes, but with 10 items. Well, I'll do it in 22 minutes, but with 7 items. You trade mm. minutes oh. for ingredients. Oh, I so that's that. the challenge. Is like what you can do yeah. in a certain amount of time. At least that's enough to, like, scramble and make it unclear whether you're helping or hurting yourself. There's no, but there's no benefit to bidding down. That's the thing. Or it's like you don't get to, like, usually in, in, in Name the Tune, like, you get to answer it. If you if you have a lower right. bid, right? Right, right. Yeah, the, exactly. You get themselves. the you get the only chance if you are the most aggressive better. That's yeah. why Tom had to be so broy in yeah. taunting them because there's n- they had no incentive to hurt themselves unless he made them. Yeah, no, it's you just a real you, yeah show off for dad kind of situation. It was should, just an ego. You thing. You just say, yeah. look, yeah. here's what you say: six days. 2,000 items, and you don't say you can do lower. Or alternatively, alternatively, you say one minute, and you and you say one item, and then it's whoever can serve the best raw chicken. <laughs> whoever can grab the chicken the best. ingredient is Doritos. <laughs> well, importantly, with the ingredients this time, so they ended up with 20 minutes and seven ingredients, but the ingredients did not include anything. So in order to get... So they had to have chicken required, then salt, yeah, pepper, one. oil, water were all ingredients. Yes. So, so like Jamie couldn't use butter. You know, they basically like, so, yeah, they basically yeah. had three, two or three ingredients to add to their chicken. Yes. Just once it was cooked properly. Um, yeah, I agree, and I, I think, I yeah, there's definitely something wrong with it. And if Tom's taunting hadn't worked, like if one of them had just, if if Joe is like, I can do it in thirty minutes, and uh, Jamie was like, great, me too, deal. Yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah, there's no other reason to keep going. <laughs> And I like people doing the best. I would have loved it if they had spited Tom and just been like, 90 minutes. (laughs) I I can do this in a month and a half. We're doing some serious braising. We're going to have aged chicken. (laughs) <laughs> I, can, I can do this how long does it take to grow, raise a chicken from an egg I can do it in six years <laughs> wow I don't think that's how long chickens take <laughs> no, he's gonna, like, it's like a thriving like, uh, like a, a farm to table restaurant that's all based around chicken <laughs> right, but it's like, you have to, we haven't started the farm yet so however long that takes you I have can to do first this. solve the old to... the age old riddle which came first the chicken or the yes, egg importantly. <laughs> so it might take you know until the end of time <laughs> I present my ninth generation chicken. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm starting a breeding program to make this tastier because I can't use water, so I want to make sure they're really wet when they come oh in. Oh my god! No, yeah. So you do you tra- you train the chicken to cook, and then you save an ingredient. So it's oh. still cooking with chicken, but it's like literally with the chicken you're cooking. Yeah, uh, I I, more where you you play the long game and you go to your son and like son. Our family has been trying to win this quick fire since you were born. You have to carry on my mission. We have been on Last Chance Kitchen's woe these many years. Yes. Always remember, son, our blood feud with the Sasto family. <laughs> well, you guys, we definitely figured out a better challenge than the one that we saw. <laughs> Anyway, Joe Pasta won for his uh, chicken thighs and and twenty minute Jew. Um, so she was <laughs> Jew with like inventive use of leak areas. Yeah, <laughs> I got two leaks out of one leak. Like, All right, well, yeah, he, he bent the conservation of, of laws of leaks for that one, so it's really good. I was really happy that he won for the the new leak areas because it was that against Jamie saying schmaltz eighty times. <laughs> And, and I, also, like, boyfriend went home for dry chicken and then was like, you know what I'm going to do? Fried chicken breast. Boneless, like, skinless chicken breast. Like, how did you think that wasn't going to come back on you? Like, yeah, maybe it's don't just choose butter. Like, wrong. What is wrong with you, sir? His revisionist memory, too. Well, I mean, maybe this was also a factor, but he started claiming that it was only dry because he was the last to serve his dish. Tom made a yeah. great face on that. He made yeah. a great sort of like uh, Columbo face, I would say. That's why. We, that's why we need that one thing a, a, a season, where it's just like if you say it, it's true. You know, <laughs> it's like okay, I guess that was why. You're right, back in the competition. You're right. you're right. Well, right. And then you know, just to make it fairer in Jamie's eyes, Tom tasted his first. Still lost. I mean, how? Uh, yeah, Bart. How long? <laughs> Between when the first person starts talking, I mean, I know it's TV, so there might be retakes and stuff. But like, if you're chicken, yeah. the difference between great and terrible is like that quick. That seems like a problem. Yeah. You know, what if somebody like I don't know is having a conversation, and then they're a little slow to eat your chicken? Like that's enough that ruins your dish. Oh, yeah, I do no love this. Like- of breast pocket jus that's going to solve that. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's your time. Is it that dry? Would you like to smell my flower? <laughs> right, right in the mouth. Um, I, I do like this. Is I think Jamie was in, in Big Volt's uh, group, so it could have just been like like Volt just talking way too slow. That that is really what tanked him, and that's like just part of a really good long strategy. Oh, like, or maybe he just froze during the announcement. They had to reboot. They <laughs> had to reboot. Yeah. Anyway, call and he couldn't handle the load. Jamie. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Jamie gets sent home. Joe wins. Uh, so Megan's bold prediction that Joe Sesto would go all the way through Last Chance Kitchen and win the season continues to be plausible. I think yeah. they were, the, the elves were teasing that. You know, I think that was I what was foreshadowed. I think, yeah, it, was, it has been foretold. <laughs> Is he the prince that was promised? <laughs> part of the blood feud uh, that's continuing well maybe it's possible we're we're open to it does anybody else have a bold prediction before we go anybody else want to add to something that might happen in the next 12 episodes i'll give a bold prediction for next week i love it kyle here's one i I like a lot of stuff about you but you're always up for a bold prediction and that is really wonderful yeah thank you i appreciate it this one's very bold I think meat's gonna sneak into the vegetarian challenge next week. Oh, a sneaky meat, <laughs> like, like a broth maybe, or like a yeah. fish sauce or sort just of like thing. One I, short rib just is gonna tumble <laughs> into it, <a salad. laughs> fall off the shelf into but the plate. In fairness, it was a very short rib. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see it there. It was like three ribs in a tank in one one trench coat. I do think somebody's going to have a question about some obviously non-vegetarian ingredient and be like, are you sure this isn't vegetarian? Like, I, I know it's anchovy? called fish sauce, but are we sure? I mean, fish sauce is such a classic. I, I feel like if one of them served a dish with fish, uh, fish sauce, I would be like, yeah, that happens. I Yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> a short rib, though, is a, that would be a little upsetting. If I was eating like just a lovely primavera and then there was a short rib in the corner... Or even worse, if it wasn't in the food, it was just like sneaking up on. Wait, it was like in my wait, milk. Wait, hold on a sec, Alex. Were you eating like a full room of of food in order to have like a short rib in the corner? Like, what, how? Did... 
You're right. I don't know. I was thinking a square plate, but it could be the whole room. I, li- I feel like I'm being stalked by a short room. It's just like picking up, peeking up over the rim of the plate. Like, is he looking? Alex. Is it my text? Alex. <laughs> I'm so excited about that, though. I forgot about that for the preview for next week. The uh, is that we we get our vegetarian challenge, which I I always enjoy. And it's especially cool that it's early on. So there's a lot of chefs. We get to see a lot of food that we could eat. Yay! Well, you know they had to cancel the architecture inspired challenge because they don't think anyone can properly channel Bauhaus. So. <laughs> I would we like to redo the whole season. A, <laughs> yeah. Everybody decided to make their fish into columns. That would be fun. Um, I have a bold prediction. Bold prediction, Sarah. For, for next week, too. I think someone's going to make like a really bummer salad. Yeah. And get classic. You know, raked over the coals for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could all, you know, another classic vegetarian mistake would be if somebody decided to be like, oh, we also wanted it to be gluten free, so I made rice pasta or whatever, and then it's like, oh, this doesn't taste very good. Um, a lot of the time they try to double up on different, like, so they can take care of like three different annoying groups at one time, and each of the annoying groups, uh, as an annoying person, I mean, like, we would prefer to be alone. Oh, so, right. I don't want. Uh, yeah, like this. This is like now. No, like now, no one's happy. Like yeah, like gluten so was the know. only thing I had. So if you take that away from me to make that, and the, and the gluten free person is like, I just want pepperoni. It's my only joy. So you're hurting both of us. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I, I'm sure there's somehow there's gluten pepperoni. They're like that's like a binder or something. Oh I, God. You, you, <laughs> I don't think glue sure. is a good word for for food. Glue uh, ton. Just it's a, also a, a it's also a farmers market challenge next week from the looks of it. So I think there's yeah. the farmers market format is uh, maybe going to get blamed by at least one chef for their lack of success. Ooh, I can't wait to have a weird panic attack while viewing the Santa Monica farmers market. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> uh, have you been? I assume you guys have been in the Burbank Whole Foods where they went today. That's was that the Burbank Whole Foods? I was Googling frantically because we're like, that looks like our Whole Foods. Yeah, they, I saw there was a, a sign that There was a Burbank sign oh, when they ran God. in. I am vindicated. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Absolutely was your Whole Foods. That's fun. All, all Whole Foods look the same. They do. So true. But the, it was um, the, that hand-drawn chalk sign outside that looks all yeah. nice. Kyle was absolutely right. I have to admit that I was wrong in this situation. Congratulations. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to see the Santa Monica Farmer's Market. Um, also, I would like challenge. to see... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're, I'm done. Well, I was just going to say, I want to see more weird cart cams. Like, we Ooh, got a, oh, yeah, this fun. was cart cam day. This was the first day where they had... Um, they put little... Uh, GoPros on the front of everybody's shopping cart so you could watch their face while they ran frantically through the store. They that was fun. Full of joy. I was excited. It did. It was joyous. I think next step up is giving them the helmets where it's like the you know, facing back towards them. The, uh, oh, they, oh, they yeah. The, oh, they, I they, never like that. No, those extreme are terrible. Like, yeah. But also, what's the best part of that is if they're all running around with helmet cams and you don't use the helmet cam footage, you just show people shopping at Whole Foods <laughs> with huge helmets on. Oh yeah, just cut to wide. And yeah, the, just like, that's yeah. the fun part. Do you guys think this is a new feature at Whole Foods in general? <laughs> Is a, like is a, since it got bought up by Amazon, they're just trying to track. They're our, tracking our the spy move. camera on your on your cart. That could be yeah. it. They just they got an easy got the footage. Yeah. Are you guys? Wait. Are we in favor of the Amazon thing where they're going to check out without their without checking out? What? We don't have to boop. You just walk oh, out yeah, and it all with, charges with all you. The cameras that track everything. Yeah. yeah. Amazon's patented no boop checkout. <laughs> they're going full boopless. <laughs> I I would love a boopless checkout. I'm I'm all about that. I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The fa- fa- face face technology and all the weird stuff. Yeah. Like I guess on principle it's weird, but it doesn't actually bother me. I don't know. As long as we don't have to touch people now, I think that's probably for the best. Yeah. yeah the less touching, true. the better. Does Although it would... judge my face while it's scanning it. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's no boop. Later. But you get a you get a percentage <laughs> discount from one to ten based on how hot you are. So oh, well. if you're 10, you get 10% off. That's how it works. Or how, much, yeah. how many parts of the leak I promise to use as I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. Well, if any of those things happen in next week's episode of Top Chef, we'll definitely talk about it here on Pack Your Mics. That is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week talking about the new episode. Please send us your feedback, packyourmics.com. 
uh, as well as uh, all of the back seasons. A couple of people in their uh, letters this week, had, uh, people have mentioned that they've been listening to or watching previous seasons of the show, which is available on Hulu, and listening along to the podcast as they do. And I, those are all available on PackYourMics.com all the way back to whenever we started, season 11, 12. No way to know. We're, it's, we're the same. We're, we count the same way. So we're set. We're on season... We're on season seven when they're 17, and so... Yes, yeah, so we started on season 11. Oh, that's such yeah. an easy way to remember. That is a good mnemonic, since we don't know. <laughs> Another easy way to remember would be to, you know, know, because we've done it. Anyway, yeah, you, if you go back as far as season 11 New Orleans, you can listen to us. You, you have season 10, or no? No. Okay, never mind. No, because that was zero, so that was our zeroth. It was uh, our zeroth uh, season, yeah, for sure. Okay. We can uh, go back if we want to, have like a, a season prime, if we were like, if we were like, hey, let's do more things, we could do that thing. Yeah, we could do a rewatch season. I'm sure people would have a good time rewatching stuff with us. That's an option, um, and we can fill in the blanks. But anyway, if you're if you're going back and listening uh, as well, uh, it's too late for you to send us any feedback. But we appreciate the, uh, those who said that they are doing that. It's really fun. Um, thank you so much for being here in our apartment, Megan. You're so welcome. And in uh, Northern California, thanks for being here, Ez and Sarah. It sounds like Frozen Two is going pretty well. Yeah, still yeah, going. Yeah, still I think on. we're about to smash a dam. That's a Great amount of time for us then. Perfect choice. Um, Chris and Tanya, thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, boopless. <laughs> and uh, Sarah and Kyle, thanks so much for hanging out, you guys. Hey, goodbye. Gotta go hunt some bone collectors. <laughs> <laughs> you Collect those bone collectors. Um, all bone right, collector, and- collector. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks. and Chris, oh, really quick, before you go, Chris, uh, pack, yeah, your, yeah, pack yeah, your mics yeah, and stay yeah. home, please. Oh, well, yep. okay, I guess that you're changes st- nothing. So. You're still here. here <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. We will talk to everybody again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.